You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on the Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I'm the owner of Free Method Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice empowering women to break up with diet culture by teaching them how to trust, respect, and feel safe in their bodies. We welcome all foods over here from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. This episode of Food Freedom Podcast is sponsored by our Free Method Recipe Book. It's time that you have a way to create flavor-packed meals that you enjoy that also align with your goal of food freedom. This recipe book is designed to support your intuitive eating journey so you can gain confidence in the kitchen. Complete with recipes that emphasize gentle nutrition, you'll find delicious and simple recipes that allow you to win back your time. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash recipe book to get yours today. Welcome back to another episode of Food Freedom Podcast. Today, I am joined by one of my colleagues who I actually connected with over Instagram, Joanna. Joanna, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. I am so excited for this episode. Also, before I, well, when I reached out to you to be on the show, I was thinking back to like how we first connected and I feel like it was over like some terrible like holiday post. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's yes. what it was. Which like brought back so many memories. I'm like, uh, which is again, alludes to what I was saying before we hit record of why people like you in the fitness space are so needed <laughs> because there are a lot of people that are causing a lot of harm. Yeah. And I feel like no one really, if there's maybe a small percentage, but no one really is ever doing these things intentionally. For sure. For and, sure. you know, and as, as a trainer, as you know, coming from that world, you know, it's just, there's so much stuff that is embedded that has been there for a very long time. Everyone just kind of goes with the flow of it. And no one ever sort of challenges it or, you know, or thinks like, is this really, is this helping anyone? Is this helping me? Yeah. (laughs) And it just, you know, and so it's definitely, it's a tough, it's a tough industry to be in, you know, in just the fitness realm and, you know, and so I can see why a lot of times we all get lumped into one group where people either don't trust us or they think we're full of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, it just, because I think we've definitely seen very extreme ex- examples like on Biggest Loser and how trainers treat people that are in bigger bodies on national television. And so I think though people have this idea, like when they come to you, especially if they've never seen a trainer before, just there, there is already this mindset of like, okay, you're, you're going to be like this. And so when I tell them that I'm not, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not trying to make you vomit and I'm not trying to shame you in any way about what your body looks like right now. It's like, I'm trying to help you sort of see your body differently. Yeah. 
And then oh, when I, I say that. that, sometimes I do see the light bulb, like a big light bulb go off. And it's just like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. Well, let, like, this let's, is good. let's listen to what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's so freeing for so many people. I'm sure for some people too, it's kind of like a shock of like, whoa, this isn't what I expected. Yeah. But at the same time, so freeing of like, okay, maybe this will be exercise I actually enjoy and like a trainer I look forward to meeting with. Yeah. I oh, yeah. That. And when that's thing too, it's like over, I mean, I've trained hundreds of people now over the years and it's like, and that is, that is definitely one of the first things where it's like, they'll tell me like, I hate exercise or I hate doing this. And, you know, or, or you start off with a, like, I hate how my body looks or I hate, and, you know, and it's just, it's always it's like such strong word, like, um, you know, and it just, it always makes me a little sad in the beginnings. I'm like, I try to explain these things to people and it just, you know, it's just a lot of it has just been like hammering down in mm. our brains since we were children. And, yeah. you know, and so it's really, really, really hard to push past those messages mm. and to sort of see things in a different way. And especially in the sort of vessel that you're in yes. and people, yes. you know, it's just like, it's, you know, it's like this body is here to carry you throughout the day and, you know, get, get you through your day. And, um, you know, and, and yes, there are some people who have very beautiful Greek God-like bodies yeah. and it's called genetics, yes. you know, and, <laughs> yes. or they're just, they're working themselves way too hard and probably oh, yeah. have no time for anything else. <laughs> yes. yes. But, you know, but it's like, but the rest of us, it's like, I mean, even, even in my very beginning days of being a trainer and working myself way too hard, I never had a six pack. Yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people don't realize that, that like so much of that is genetic. Like we think, I mean, I even think about the stupid phrase people say of like abs are made in the kitchen and like all that stuff. It's like, oh, can you just stop? Like, <laughs> that's not true. Like, no. Well, and that's, I mean, it definitely, you know, and in this journey of sort of being around the health at every size community and intuitive eating, intuitive movement, um, uh, I came across, I, I want to say his name is Dr. Walrick. Yes. From, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. From the UK. Oh, yes. And he's got a new book that says like food isn't medicine. Yes. Because. Oh, great. I think that is a, a huge message that, you know, maybe other nu nutritionists, dietitians, and trainers push constantly. And it's like, you know, oh, if you eat these things, like you were gonna, you know, you were gonna stave off all these, you know, all these things that you're going to like cure cancer and everything. yeah, you know, it's like, are you going to cure your diabetes or yes. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. oh, yeah. We might be exaggerating this a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, you know, with the whole, yeah, with the whole abs made in the kitchen thing, I feel like that goes hand in hand with oh, food absolutely. is medicine. And it's like, eh, yeah. it's not really though. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if we really look at it, no, it's not. Uh, well, so I would love first for you to introduce yourself. We like jumped. Oh, yeah. I feel like we have so much to talk about, but we ah. just like jumped in. <laughs> but I would love for you to introduce yourself. And then I guess kind of in that too, tell me a little bit about like, how, like, have you always been in this anti-diet, like health at every size training space or kind of even what that has looked like? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have been a personal trainer um, since early 2015. Um, I was living in Seattle at the time and I um, was actually in the pharmacy world for about 11 years before that. I was a technician. Um, and, uh, and for me, I think it was, you know, I definitely wanted something new, but I think I just, I wanted to help people in a different way. But of course, just being in the trainer realm, you know, you're sort of spoon fed the same sort of things. Maybe it's, it's a little different than it was, you know, it's for the most part, it's the same. So, so yes, I mean, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it's just this world where you're told people are to diet and exercise and they're going to look a certain way. And then you're, you are to sell that to people. And so my first job was at a big box gym and that's sort of where you start as a trainer. And, you know, I felt like a used car salesman and, you know, and I was pushing this narrative of like, you know, Oh, if you work with me, you're going to be able to lose 10, 20 pounds. And it's like, you know, cause that's what all the other trainers were saying. And I wanted to get work. <laughs> and so I, unfortunately, I mean, I was experiencing disordered eating myself and, but was working myself six to seven days a week with the job. But then on top of that, of course, I'd be at the gym. I'd find a way to squeeze in some workout as well. And, um, you know, cause you're also sort of on display, which is kind of gross in those big box gyms. And this was a massive gym. So it's like, you know, wearing my cute outfits, you know, running around the gym, doing all these things. And, and they told you to do that. And that was kind of gross, especially as a woman. It's just like, yeah, so I'm like a piece of me out there. And then some person sees me and they're like, oh, I want to work with her, which that sounds flattering in the beginning. But then after a while, it's like I did have to deal with some creeps. And so sure. yeah. and <laughs> it just yeah. And so, you know, and so I wanted to uphold this sort of the trainer physique and, you know, and, and like I said earlier, it's like, I tried really, really hard to get a six pack. Never could. It's not in my DNA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but it's like, I, I had a body though, that no one ever um, made fun of. I had a body that people would comment, you know, like compliment on. So of course that feels great. It feeds your ego, you know, and as a trainer, a new trainer. And, um, and so, you know, and, and I, I probably was like that for the first couple of years. And then I moved to Nashville in late 2016 and still was sort of in that mindset. But I think after, oh man, I can't even remember what it really was that sort of clued me into health at every size. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it started with numerous dietitians and I think that's how I found you because I'm like oh she's in Nashville and I was like oh does that mean that there's other people that think yeah. like this here <laughs> and and then slowly I mean and even to this day I mean there are a couple other trainers that I you know we kind of see eye to eye on things um you know but there, I definitely follow other trainers who live in other cities who you know yeah kind of same values but it's, it's been, it's been a journey for myself, you know, and I mean, and I still have issues with my body because it's just, that's kind of part of it, you know, and, and 
you don't, it, it's not a light switch. It doesn't turn off overnight. And, you know, and we're still fed the same sort of cycle of diet culture of like, you know, oh, it's springtime. Oh, it's summer. Oh, it's winter. You're, you know, don't eat too much. And, you know, and then January comes and everybody pours into the gym. And so it's like, we're still fed these things every single day. <laughs> and, you know, and then on top of that, we have our people who are in our industries overwhelmingly I mean a lot of people who just can't see past that there is a different way of doing this job that are just sort of like just you know definitely trying to make you feel like you're doing something wrong and you know you can't possibly be training people like I mean and I think and I and this was the only comment I ever got online that I was just like okay, that was uncalled for. But some guy, like I made a comment on some horrible post and he told me, I just remember he commented below and he's like, your BMI looks to be too high. So I don't think you have any say on what is going on in this conversation. And I remember thinking, I'm like, okay, he's telling me that, you know, I, and, and for, you know, I can pass as a, slim person, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. But I was like, how does he treat other women that are on here? You know, and it just, it, it broke my heart that someone, especially some dude would comment on my body and then say that I had no say because I look to be fat to him. And I, that was the, and then that's been the only time someone's ever commented on my body, which mm -hmm. I just still to this day, I think it's, yeah. Like, you go around doing that to people and you probably yeah. do. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you're going to comment on like a random person's Instagram, like who you don't even know about their body, like, yeah, you probably do it in real life too. Like, it, uh, and that just, I mean, I always tell like my clients and people I work with, like, just don't ever comment on people's bodies. Like, even mm -hmm. if what you're saying, you like mean it as a compliment, like, don't yeah. like you can compliment how their hair looks, the outfit they chose, like something like that. But like, mm -hmm. just don't comment on people's bodies because it yeah. just, it never ends well. Um, well, and I've, I've learned that as a trainer of just over the last few years, which has kind of been where I've sort of switched my narrative of just when I do see a client, you know, I, which before I would have been like, oh, you look really slim today or you look this today and you know so now I'm just like oh I was like I was like you know I was like you look like you're glowing today I was like yeah, yeah. I love that and just you know like things like that like or you know oh you seem you seem like you're in a really good mood and you know and so but I've had to switch the way that I talk to my clients because I don't want to keep pushing that you know like I only see your body <laughs> Like, you know, they are a whole person and they all have their own background stories and things that, you know, have brought them to me. And so it's like, and, and I have people who have history of, of eating disorders. I have a wide range of people with like mobility issues and, you know, older people and, you know, and so everyone who comes to me, like, no, I don't have like CrossFit stars and people like that. Like, you know, and that's, that's fine. Like I, you know, but I, I love the clients I have now and, and I've had some of them for a while now. Um, 
and you know so since being in Nashville it definitely has changed it definitely has changed my life and for the better and I yeah I feel like to have just this really good supportive community and people I can reach out to very easily that's always that's always just such a big help yeah because it can feel very isolating at times kind of like what you even mentioned with the trainer community like if you feel like you're one of the only ones doing what you're doing and you have a hard week like it's hard if you don't have other people that can empathize with what you're going through um yeah especially like what you mentioned like I feel like we are constantly fighting diet culture and diet culture isn't backing down. And I don't think they ever will. I would love to see the day when they do, but I'm, you know, usually an optimistic person, but with that, I'm not very optimistic. Um, So it can be hard of like, we're trying to do one thing that's just like very against the grain Mm -hmm. where everyone else is like, Oh, you go to see a trainer because you, you know, want to lose weight or get fit or whatever. And I, I mean, I see that a lot as a dietitian too. Like, people sometimes when they come to me are shocked that I'm like, you know, don't throw them on some calorie count and tell them to lose weight and all of this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it can be so freeing for people. And even what you're describing of like working with people who don't fit, you know, that kind of like CrossFit mold, I think that gives a better representation of just our society. Like most people have, like, if we were to take a sample size of our, even just the U.S., we would get a wide range of shape, size, color, all, you know, all the different things. Yeah. But I think it's easy. I've even seen it here at gyms in Nashville to go into a gym and you're like, everyone here literally looks like a supermodel. And like, I don't understand. So then I can't even imagine, you know, being in a larger body, trying to go to a gym like that and seeing no one here looks like me. Like, Mm -hmm. do I not belong or do I have to lose weight to fit in? Oh yeah. So I think trainers like you can be huge where people can just show up as they are and still, you know, want to get healthy, want to care for their body, but in a way that actually makes sense and is actually caring for their body instead of punishing it. Yeah, no, it's, you know, and I, I worked, um, at a gym up until March of last year. And, you know, it was a local community gym and that gym probably was one of the better environments that I've seen where it was a wide range of people. You know, you have the bros that were in there, you know, pumping iron, always showing (laughs) off. Yes. But, you know, and I would joke with them and I'd be like, you're doing that wrong. Like I'd walk by and (laughs) they're like, no, I'm not. And but, you know, but the majority of everyone in that gym was older, like probably 55 and above. And, you know, so I think it was always very comforting to see people, one, one people, you know, and sometimes there was a lot of them in their 70s and 80s. And, you know, and I would just, even if they weren't a client of mine, but there was just regulars there who would see me all the time and they're scooting along and mm-hmm. I would just be, you know, like say, oh, you know, I was like, you're, you're, you're speeding on by me today. And they're just like, yeah. Oh yeah. And just, you know, so it was always really nice to see definitely a community there. And, mm-hmm. but just people in a wide range of bodies, wide range yeah. of ages and, you know, and everyone sort of just working right, you know, working out right next to each other. And, but then I've also been in the boutique setting where yeah. yes, everyone was, teeny, teeny, teeny. Yeah. And, you know, and you would just hear what people were sort of 
eating, <laughs> which wasn't much, <laughs> or just a very like disordered way of doing things. And it always, you know, and I, I just sort of, you know, I was just there to be there. <laughs> I was just working yes. there. <laughs> but yes. It, you know, and so I've, I've seen, I've seen the wide range of it here in Nashville and, you know, but I feel like that to have, you know, just, just to show that there is, yeah, there is not this one size fits all and that, you know, you have to be like aspiring to be an athlete of some kind, if you go to the gym or if you see a trainer, um, you know, it's like, no, it's like, for me, I just, I really want to you know, present that moving in a, you know, in a way that is, you know, that is going to help your body and that is safe. Um, and then just promoting as we age, which we are all doing right this very moment, you want to be as independent in your movement as you age. And, you know, and so it's like, well, yeah, like, I mean, if, if I'm, 75 and I'm deadlifting 150 pounds. Like, I think I'm going to be pretty excited about that. (laughs) That's pretty strong. That's pretty, I mean, you know, and that's, (laughs) and that's not everybody's goal, but it's like, it just, for me though, like to be able to still be doing stuff like that in 40, 50 years, like I'm kind of excited about that, but it's, I do think though that the, because at some point in your life, especially when you get older, the being skinny, the being ripped, the be, you know, the, the, where it's just all so physical. It's like at some point in our life, which when I talk to my older clients, they don't care about that anymore. And, you know, and I know things are so focused on aesthetic right now with like social media and, you know, whether it's like the, um, you know, the different kind of filters and things like that. Like, I don't know how that's going to transpire as this group that we're currently in of the everyone, how is that, how are we all going to be looking at ourselves in 20, 30, 40 years, you know, for people who are living that? Cause it's like, well, who knows what kind of other thing is going to come along with social media where it's pushing some kind of narrative of with your body and you know looking a certain way you know whether you have to have a big butt or you know just yes yes yeah so I'm not I'm not sure but I know that the people I talk to now who are like 60 and above they're just like I'm not really focused on that yeah and you know and because I still see like I'm a part of a face Facebook group here Mm -hmm. in Nashville and where I think it's it's sort of a, a ladies group and, you know, and people a- ask questions and that's definitely one thing I've seen is like someone here in the, like every so often is like, Oh, I want to get back to my high school weight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, like, honey, how old are you? Like if you're 40 years old, you're not going to look 16 again. Yeah. And, you know, and I will be very, very nice about it. Like I'll, I'll be, usually I'm like trainer here. Yeah. And and I start, you know, talking about it or they're talking about spot reducing or they're talking about, and, and sadly in the past year, I know a lot of people's body image has been skewed and, you know, it's like, I'm pretty sure everyone's gained weight. Like, you know, (laughs) and so, but, but now I am seeing a lot because it's nicer outside and people want to get out and people are being vaccinated. 
I do see this sort of shift where people are like wanting to do things, wanting to get out. They, but now I think sadly for a lot of those people, it's like, well, now I want to lose the weight. I want to lose the quarantine weight. And so every so often I chime in and I'm just like, you know, well, maybe don't, you know, don't just be like, oh, I need to lose this 50 pounds. Like, let's maybe not focus on that. Like, just, you know, it's like, just going for walks and things. And, you know, it's like just getting outside yeah. now and not being trolls inside our house. Absolutely. That, you know, maybe just start there. That's a yes. good baby step to, to yes. start with. <laughs> yes. And with that, I think it's all like shifting your mindset and like your motivation for exercise where it's so easy. And I think so influenced by our culture of, exercise is punishment. Exercise is like to earn what I'm eating for dinner or to compensate for what I ate for dinner or, you know, to fit in or all these different things. And it can be so freeing and such a hard, hard journey, but so freeing to shift to exercise as like celebrating your body and, and getting stronger, maybe yes, physically, but also in so many other aspects, like Mm -hmm. mentally and even just a way to like connect with people and to reduce stress. Like there's so many benefits to exercise. There's no arguing that, but I think Mm -hmm. we, the benefits disappear when we're exercising for the wrong reason, when it's like punishing our body. Cause that I would assume too, probably puts us at risk for injury. If we're not nourishing our body if we're pushing ourselves too hard or, you know, maybe lifting more weight than we need to, like, yeah, there's so much injury that could come about as well as many other things. Yeah, no, it's there. Yeah. And it's like, but unfortunately I think in the last 20 years, you know, I, I just feel like it's definitely, it's just definitely been something that has been, it can be misused. And, you know, and so and with what celebrity trainers are selling and what celebrities are selling, it's just like, there's just still this sort of where it's like, oh, if you do this, you'll look like me. And, and that I think is, is also very dangerous because then, yeah, that's when you start getting people not necessarily punishing themselves, but they just, they want to look like that person. And so they will go above and beyond to do it. And so then they're doing these things, you know, and sometimes I just see trainers doing some like, what, what is this? (laughs) What is this move? Like, I think like an NFL athlete can maybe do this, but you know, not a regular Joe. And it just, you know, and so I think it's not necessarily in that aspect of punishment, but it's like, but they want to, they want to have that body. And, you know, and, but when people, I think when people are faced with the fact of like, you can't look like that, like, Mm -hmm. no matter what that person is selling you, you know, and I, and I've seen not anyone I know, but definitely on like, Instagram or TikTok of like people selling like, oh, this is what I eat in a day. And this is what I, this is my workout in a day. And, you know, and they're not necessarily saying like, if you do this, you'll look like me, but that's what they're implying. That's what, yeah. Cause that's the message that, you know, the consumer gets from that of like, okay, if I eat like her, if I do those workouts, if I do this, do that, then I will, I'll look, I'll look like her. And Mm -hmm. then I think taking a step further, those people then think like, 
and then my life will be perfect. Like, because yeah. I think that's too where social media, like you mentioned, can be so misleading because we see people posting, you know, their workout of the day and what they eat in a day. And they're also promoting this image of like, my life's perfect. I have it all together. I'm so happy. All these things are great. But people are going to put their best foot forward on Instagram. That's what, I mean, (laughs) and so you never see like behind the scenes, you don't see the true vulnerability. You don't see like, well, did, were they binging that night or are they, do they have like, what's going on with their food and their exercise and all Mm -hmm. of that. And then the genetics at play too. Like we literally are all made with different bodies, different, like we all look different. It would probably be very boring if we all literally were like, robots of each other. Um, but yeah, it's hard. And I'm sure too, as trainers, like if someone's coming to you to work out, especially probably back when your approach wasn't in like the health at every size space as much, like people probably have that mindset of like, okay, I want to work with someone who looks like what I want to look like and mm-hmm. then I'll look like them. Yeah. But that's then like, so like selling exercise short because it's so much more than that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's, good marketing, like good marketing air quotes on the trainer's parts. They're just trying to get business and sadly it works, but then it leaves those people eventually wanting more, like needing yeah. someone to actually, cause I think with some of it too, with the exercise that I see with clients is a lot of it's body image work too. Like, okay, maybe I do want like a healthy, stable exercise routine. I do want to like prioritize my health in that way. But I also need to work on my body image because I know that I can't exercise my way into like a good body image. Yeah, no. And I definitely, I would say um, in the last, probably in the last year, that's definitely something I've sort of added into. Like if I could tell that someone is having a problem, I'm like, well, how, you know, how do you view your body? Like, you know, gauge how you feel before workout, during and after you know, just how is it that you feel? And, you know, and so I think with, with body image, it's like, it's just something that in, in my opinion that, you know, sometimes that needs to be worked on the body image before your actual physical body. And, you know, and so I will, and I, I think I, someone had made a post on that group about something about that. They just felt terrible and they were sort of depressed and all these things. And I just said, I was like, you know, you might need to seek a, a therapist about how you're feeling about your body. And that might help you, you know, cause then people are like dropping like, oh, you should work with this trainer. Or you should follow this person on TikTok. I'm like, no, yeah, don't like that's tell her that. Yes. Like that's not going to help her. Like there is something deep going on with her. And she needs help. And so I just said, you know, you know, like you might want to seek a body image therapist or someone who can at least sort of help you navigate that before you start going on some crazy workout diet routine. And, and, you know, and it's like, it just, there's just, so, there's a lot of that out there. And, you know, and so I think it's just, but a lot of people just think like, yeah, they can diet their way out of it or work, work out their way out of it. And and it's like, it's, it's not that easy. And it's like, yeah. So say you get your perfect body or the body that you've been wanting forever. I guarantee you, you're still going to feel the same crappy way that you did 
you know, before this all started. Yeah. And it's like, cause if you're not working on what's going on up here, it's like, it's just, it, it's not even, it, it's not even going to be worth it. And, you know, and then now you're, you're restricting, you're doing all these things and you, you know, and you probably have some joy taken out of your life. You're, you know, you don't have enough time in the day for things that were important to you anymore. And it's like, was, was it all worth it? And, you know, and it just, and it, and it makes me sad because I know there's a, there's a lot of people and um, mostly women, I would say, who just, who have these just really terrible images of themselves and, you know, and where they're just thinking of, yeah, it's like, oh, I still want to look like when I was 16 or, you know, cause that's still so like pushed on women, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, you can't age, you can't yes. gain oh, weight, yeah. you can't do any of these things that are natural to the human body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we all should, I mean, just like you said earlier, like when you're 40, you should not look like you did when you're 16 because you've live so much life. And, you know, if you had kids, your body's mm-hmm. birth children, like there's so much stuff that has happened that you shouldn't look like you did when you were 16, but we live in a culture that tells us basically sells us all these fixes that can like try and keep us 16, even though it doesn't, or we end up spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars to try and stay that way. But I think yeah. that's where kind of like you were saying, like you could reach that quote unquote ideal body, but still, because I've seen this with so many clients, it's not enough. Cause then you reach that point and you're like, okay, well maybe if I got like a little more fit or lost a little, like it just, it becomes this like cycle that you like can't get off of. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this, and I'm sure most people like don't even get into like dieting, weight loss, over-exercising with that in mind. They think like kind of more innocently, like I just, want to lose weight because my friends are, because whatever the reason, but then it becomes like all consuming and, and feels hard to get out of. Yeah. And the same goes too. And just with talking about like what is expected of people, especially women. And, but like after a woman has a baby, you know, like I can't tell you how many women would come to me, you know, say they're cleared to work out. It's cool. But they're just like, I want to get to my pre baby body. And I would have to, <laughs> I would have to break it to them a lot of the time. I'm just like, you know, that it, it might be really, really hard to get back there because your body, your literal, like the structure of your, of your bones and your cells has changed. And no matter how many, you know, squats or burpees or lunges I make you do, mm-hmm. I don't, there, there is absolutely no guarantee that you are going to get back to that body. Yes. And that yeah. whole image that is sold to women, I think is terrible of like, you know, you, you have to lose this. Like as soon as you're clear, you better, you better get in that gym and you better, you know, and I, and I, I saw it's, she's a country music person who, I mean, she's a tiny, cute little thing, just had a baby in the last year or two. And she, and I saw she posted about that where she's like, I'm not trying to get back to my pre-baby yeah. body. Oh, I saw and that I, post. And I was, and I was very, I was very happy that she put yeah. that out there because, yeah. you know, because even before she had the baby, like she was, you know, I always was seeing her working out and I was always seeing like videos of her and 
So for her to be able to have that mindset now and to put that out into the public on such a big platform, I was like, that's, that's really amazing because how many, you know, soon to be mothers or, you know, people who are thinking about having a baby now they're like, okay, like, yeah, I don't have to like nearly kill myself to get back to my pre baby body. You know, like it's, it's okay. Like I'm going to give myself time and, you know, however, you know, and, and some people can sort of stay in the same sort of workout routine they had before. It's like, but if you need to slow down, slow down. It's, yes. It's yes. okay. Take care of your baby. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's where like intuitive eating, intuitive living, intuitive exercise really comes to the surface of, okay, I just went, I mean, birthing a baby, I feel like is a huge like life event <laughs> to go through. Yeah. And then to have these expectations that, you know, as women, we're supposed to just automatically bounce back. And like you said, for so many women, like our bodies may not even be the same that they were because how so much changes just structurally for our bodies yeah. when we birth the baby. And I think it causes women to easily take the focus off of like how powerful and strong it is that we literally can grow a human being. <laughs> like that is amazing. It's yeah. unbelievable. But it's so easy for us to shift to like, okay, now I need to act like this never happened. Like I need to get my body back ready to go. Cause then you kind of lose sight of the whole like joy of having a baby. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. And it's, you know, it just kind of, and I mean, and sadly, I mean, again, I just think there's so much pressure put on women and, you know, anyone who identifies as a woman, it's like, it's, it's all very, it's just, it's, it's so much pressure. There's so much pressure of like, of, of basically basically being told not to age and to not have your body change in any sort of way and you know and to explain that to either potential clients or my current clients it's like you know especially as women it's like aging is a part is just a part of this journey and so yeah all of a sudden you might have some area where you're like I didn't used to have any sort of fat there. I didn't have, you know, I didn't carry weight there. And it's just like, well, that, that is just a part of the process. And, you know, so it's like, just as you age, I mean, just really the one thing I push is like, you know, you really just want to be independent and safe in your movement. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, so that if, you know, if I have a client who's, um, you know, who's in like their sixties or seventies and they're, you know, they're squatting with like, you know, 50 pounds or something. It's just like that. I mean, that's like a big, that's a big deal. And, you know, and they're like, they are so excited because they're like, oh my goodness. Like I, you know, I never thought I could like lift this much or I never thought, you know, or I've had the case where I had someone who almost fell down the stairs And he, he had been working with me for like three months and he was, you know, probably in his late sixties and he caught himself on a rail and he was able to pull himself up and not fall down the stairs. And he's like, I can't even, he's like, I can't even imagine what would have happened to me if I would, you know, if I, if I hadn't have been working with you Mm. and had at least this added strength to pull myself back up, you know, and I remember almost crying. So I was just like, Oh, oh my God. Uh, Yes. You know, so it's like those sort of things, like it just, 
Yeah. I don't know. And, and it's just, it like shifts our perspective. I feel like, of yeah. And why I, we exercise and, you know, and so it's like, yes, to me, like daily movement is important. And I feel like that you definitely do feel better when you're up and moving around and, you know, it's definitely, it, it's sort of, and it, and it gets you to sort of share in things with people. I mean, like, you know, my boyfriend and I, we, we actually, we got pedometers like back in November. And so we have like a very friendly competition of like, well, how many steps did you get today? And, you know, and then we'll go, we'll take the dog for a walk and we, you know, but it's like, but those moments are these things that we get to share together. And, and so I think, sort of building community around movement is also important. And so, you know, just making it this sort of affair, especially after this past year, it's like, you know, no one wants to feel isolated anymore. You know, it's like, so just try, you know, try to build in some kind of movement, you know, whether that's, you know, steps or things like that. But it's like, you know, you don't have to do it like at a thousand miles an hour, like, you know, it's like, it can be slow. It can be, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, if you, you know, I mean, earlier I did it like 20 minute spin ride, you know, here, here at my house. And, but, but the rest of the day, I'm going to take it easy. I'm just going to get my steps in. And, but, you know, it's like, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to like nearly kill myself, (laughs) but, but now like, I feel great. Like I feel I, you know, and so I always just try to pass that on to people of like, you know, it's like, yeah, we don't, like, I don't want you to, you know, nearly collapse. I don't want you to nearly pass out or throw up or anything. It's like, I just want you to feel good about yourself and, and to feel very confident and to feel strong and just know that like you, you know, that you can sort of handle anything that happens throughout your day. Like that's, that's really my, my biggest sort of like, uh, just sort of thing that I, that I try to share with people. It's like, I just, I want you, I want you to get through your day and feel good and feel good at the end of the day and just be able to sleep well. Cause that's another part of it too. It's oh like, gosh, you know, yeah. it's like just, you know, encouraging people to sleep, but it's like, but if you get enough movement in the day, you do feel very tired at the end of the yeah, day. It's going to help you sleep better. And and sleep is great. <laughs> yes, we all need it <laughs> very much. <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. So the way I love to end interviews is asking our guests their favorite food memory, because I think kind of like what we talked about, mm. you know, the culture we live in loves to like demonize food, make food good and bad, thus kind of taking the joy out of food. So I would love to know what is one of your favorite food memories? Oh, Okay. Favorite, (laughs) favorite food memory I would say would be, I had gone to Ecuador, which was one of the, still one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to, Uh, um, went, uh, oh man, 2010 and, um, and was out with, um, a, basically someone who I met through a friend of a friend of a friend, her and I became really good friends. And so she's t- taken me around uh, the capital, which is Quito. And we sat on this beautiful patio. It was very nice. And we ate some of the best um, crab and shrimp ceviche mm. with plantain chips oh, that I've ever had in my life. And it was just the most buttery, delicious yeah. thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> 
bed. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> and it just, you know, and I remember like, you know, it, it just, it had been like a tough sort of trip because the elevation is really high and I had some altitude sickness in the very beginning. And so I was like, God, oh, is this going to ruin my trip? Is this going to, and, but I just remember that day, it was just this beautiful, like August day. And we sat out on this, on this balcony and her and I were, you know, and I, I was definitely practicing my Spanish with her, which she was very, very kind and yeah. <laughs> doing that with me. So I'm, I'm not fluent. I'm, I still, you know, I'm still here and there, um, which I always blame my dad for not, not talking to us in Spanish as kids. Um, but I got through Ecuador. I got through there just fine. But that I would say that is definitely a very fond food memory. And, you know, what one day I do hope to go back and maybe relive that memory. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> and that sounds so yummy. I love ceviche. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh. Well, Joanna, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on yeah. the show. I loved this conversation. I know all of our listeners will too. Um, if people want to follow you on Instagram or just learn more about you, where can people find you? Um, so yeah, Instagram is probably the main sort of place I, I like to skulk around. Um, (laughs) but, uh, and I'm also a massive horror movie fan. So my handle is Dawn of the dead underscore lifts. I love it. (laughs) And I mean, I, I hang out there. Um, I'm not, I have a TikTok Mm -hmm. handle, but I'm not really, (laughs) it's not really active on there. I'm like, I don't really post on there that much. I like to look at videos of cooking more than anything. Yes. (laughs) That's mine. Mine's like cooking and like dog videos. (laughs) Oh yeah. Pretty much same here. Um, but yeah, so Instagram, that's probably the best place to, if you want to, you know, message me or find me, that's where I am. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Food Freedom Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Free Method Nutrition for more inspiring content on food freedom, intuitive eating, body respect, and many other things. If you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it to reach more people like you, we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show. We drop new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe so you always catch our latest conversations. See you next episode.